I don't remember drawing it, honestly. I look at books. I look at books that are 20 years old and I can remember a panel. I can tell you where I was sitting at the time I was doing it. I don't remember where I was, what position I was at, what desk. I don't remember what I was doing looking at any of the images from that book. That's the toughest thing I've ever worked on. And this 20th anniversary was was similar. It was yes. the same kind of feeling. A lot of choked up. A lot of choked up. Tokyo tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, people, how are you? (laughs) What's going on, man? How you been? How are you? All right, good. Good to see everybody. Good. I got I to start with this because I don't know if you remember, but the first time you were on, you left us with a cliffhanger. Do you remember what it was? I don't. Refresh my memory. I'm sorry. Okay. I asked you if you were a cosplayer and you were going to think, who, what character would you dress up as? (laughs) And you're like, I'll tell you next time I'm on. And we were like, oh, God, I don't remember who I thought at that moment, but cosplayer, (laughs) I honestly, Daredevil. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And why is he your favorite? I, it's my favorite character to draw. Wow. Okay. So I might as well stick with that as the costume. And I that's just think awesome. it's a very simple costume and no complications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think they did a good job on the uh, Netflix show the, with the way it looks? Yeah. I did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and, I, you know, it's a little bit of a tip to, of the hat to the, the man without fear. So I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yes. man. It's so great. Did you see? Uh, did you see him? Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything. Did you see Spider Man No Way Home? Yes, I did. Okay, great. Did you see? I was cool seeing Charlie Cox in there, right? It was. It was great. It yeah, was great. I, I, I really was so enjoyed that. Pumped. Yeah, that was awesome. What'd you think of the movie? Loved it. Yeah, I really loved it. I loved the wink and the nut and the nudge and the, and the, the the three iterations. Loved it. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, they really brought it all together, which is kind of cool. And it, it got nominated for an Oscar for visual stuff, which is fine. Like, I'm glad yes. they're recognizing it on some account. But, like, it's driving me crazy, like, that all these superhero movies, all the characters that you guys created and brought to life in the comic books are the ones that are bankrolling these movies and the movie theaters. And Correct. they're not getting recognized by anybody in the ca- – it's, it's ridiculous. They need to get – I agree. You know, I agree. It's driving me I, crazy. They, it really depends on whether you want to be – uh, enjoy a film for it being a film or you want it to be a political uh, a shot in the arm when you see a film. I personally want entertainment. I don't yeah. want to be preached. I don't want to be preached to either side of the aisle. And right. that's why these are fun films. This was a summer blockbuster in yeah. the wintertime, you know? Right. Yeah, it was huge. And that's the thing too. I feel like more than anything, like I, I'm like people that rail on superhero movies and stuff like that. Like I've seen Bill Maher do it a couple times and everything. Yes. And I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, I want to, if, if I'm paying that much money to go to a theater, I don't want to see George Clooney play a lawyer who's juggling women. Like, there you go. first of all, that's fantasy in and of itself. He's like, you know, what is he, 70 something? He's taking Seattle. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's not, that's, that's make believe. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm like, but I would much rather see somebody in space, something that takes me away, you know, something phenomenal. And it's not like it's all fighting in these movies, they've got heart, depth. Mm-hmm. You know, all the character development over the years. It's crazy. It's it's the, the, it's the same with, with television and, and network series. There's a lot of nighttime dramas, so to speak, yeah. soap operas, uh, wrapped around uh, uh, hospitals and police and FBI <laughs> and so on. They're fine. There's action yeah. involved and there's great characters. But there's got to be departures. And that's why even 
superhero-esque uh, uh, yeah. uh, series would be fine. Uh, right. Whether it's Daredevil on Netflix or, or something to that effect. If you find the right balance of, of fantasy and, and, um, and drama and realism. I, I, Stan Lee said it. I remember hearing it when I was a kid. He says, if you balance it just right, you want more of the other. So if you have yeah. too much of one, you ask for the other. If you have just the right balance, it's beautiful. So even if it's not uh, a melodrama, even if it's not all fantasy, you mm -hmm. find a nice balance. And that's where you are. And that's why I enjoy these films. Yeah, and all the more reason to see that Spider-Man film again and again and again. Yeah, great. absolutely. I can't wait till they start streaming it. Um, and I want yes. to congratulate you because we talked about it the first time, but you did a um, an anniversary comic book for the 9/11. Um, uh, I did. Well, it was, yeah, and how was that? How did that come about? Because I remember you saying the first time you were like on the fence if it was a good idea, obviously because it was you know fresh and everything happened. But how did this come about the second time the, around? Pretty much. Uh, I think it was a comment while I was working for the other company. I said it to one of the model editors if I came back because they always said, would you ever return? I said, sure, I'd do anything. Never say never. Say never. Yeah. And they said, well, what would you like to do? And I said, I would love to do something because we were approaching literally the 20th anniversary. Wow. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I think something was in front of me at the time that reminded me. And I said, I would love to do something to celebrate the 20th anniversary. Nice. And uh, the good thing is that they, we were able to and uh i was very happy with it it was touching it was gut-wrenching uh and again it was that comment is are we doing the right thing i don't want people to get the wrong impression about this right yeah. and we did it well it was done with with class joe joe Casada did the right thing with the story yeah uh and it was again a departure but it was very important and i was very proud of it and uh, i'm glad we did it and we'll do another one in 10 years awesome <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was everywhere, man. I was like, I woke up that morning and that was a, that was one of the first things I saw. I told you I follow all the Marvel sites anyway. Right. Well, like right. it was just, I mean, everybody was sharing. It was in every news outlet. It was amazing. It was so fucking cool too. I I, I was very happy with the results yeah. and Katana did such a great job. It was fantastic. Awesome. How did they reel you in to do, not that they had to reel you in, but how did they get you back in to do the uh, uh, comic book Spider-Man again in July? Like, was it, you know, a phone call? How'd you find out about it? Uh, the the specific conversation I don't remember, mm -hmm. but I remember saying, "Boy, I, 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 nothing would keep me, nothing would stop me from doing Spider Man if it was there, right. uh, if if I had the opportunity." And I think that was good enough. And they said, "Well, that's funny. We were thinking about the same thing, and here we are." And I'm very happy to. Yeah. Doesn't mean that there aren't any other books I would like to do, but right. I'm just having so much fun. It feels like it's uh, it's it's a brother of mine. The character. Yeah, yeah. And there are differences. There's uh, different characters, different situations. And again, uh, I, I love the character, love the situations that are different. So why not play around with it until until further notice? And that's where we are. They didn't have to. They didn't have to break my arm to get me to do it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that's when you're getting those stories from the guys that are writing it in. Is it? Do Do you want to know the whole thing right away, or do you want to know just what you're drawing? Uh, a little bit of both. They yeah. give me the overview and let me know what's coming. And okay, uh, cool. then there's characters coming involved. This the, the process hasn't really changed that much. Hmm. Uh, I think the attempt to do something different every single time, not easy to do, but right. it's still an attempt. Try to come up with something that you, uh, not that you haven't done before, but something, a variation of. Nice. Characters can look the same, so you have to be careful. Uh, Spider-Man figures can look the same, so you have to be careful. Trying right. to do them... And I've redrawn panels because they said, Dan, that looks too much like something I've done before. Wow. And here we are. 
but then that's the best thing about it is on there's always an effort to do something different and i said to you guys a short time ago mm -hmm. coming up with a new figure of spider-man that hasn't been done before it's like trying to come up i don't know with a new melody how do you come up with a new melody <laughs> it's impossible yeah is it do you have any positions that you try to like go like basically when you're trying to figure out a new position do you draw all the wrong ones first or you're like i'm gonna put his <laughs> leg over his head because fuck him like you know what i mean like how no does it... i think i and this goes back and i'll give you a, a backstory of this uh, mm. i've been told by a few people that you can't draw his legs looking that but bent and bowed and i remember stan lee telling john romita senior mm -hmm. uh this is not daredevil because my father did daredevil first right. daredevil is very balletic and very very elegant spider-man's not he's gawky he's awkward his arms and legs bow and bend right and i i've been told on a couple of social media site uh, shots Hey, that leg looks too bent. It's too curved. What are you doing? <laughs> and I want to say, well, listen, this is the way the character was told. Look at what Steve Ditko did a million years ago, what John yeah. Romita Sr. did a couple of years ago. That's just the way the character is. It's different. Uh, uh, it's the antithesis of Superman. And right. that's the attraction to the character. He's a, he's a kid from Queens that screws up. Yeah. He lost. His clothes got shrunk in the laundry. He gets beat <laughs> up. He gets a cold. His aunt yells at him. It's the antithesis to Superman, the blue and the red, the newspapers. You see the similarities. Oh yeah, Stan Lee. And then, then the opposite is there's no there's no classy way of drawing him. Excuse me, there's no classy positions. He's right. awkward. He's weird looking, and he's got legs that bend and curve, and his yeah. fingers are splayed out all the time. Uh, he can make he can do positions that nobody else can do. Got to keep that in mind, and uh, and that's the fun part of the character. However, yeah. still coming up with something new after 60 years. It's been <laughs> it's been done before, sometimes better. But you try every single time to do something different. And you come up with a new melody once in a while. Right. Do the do the writers ever slide something in there where they like try to tell you how to draw? Like, or like, oh, he looks like this in this pose. And you're like, there's no, there's no way I can do that. <laughs> like, no, that's a joke. Not, not really. The editor, the editor will once in a while say, Hey, listen, fix this. This looks like he's got this too much over on one side. But that's the editor, and Nick Lowe is is a, a brilliant editor, and says I'd like to see this instead of that figure, right? Only because we're doing the beginning of this run, and there's got to be iconic images and moments, uh, uh, and sometimes they got to be slapped around the face and shoulders. Hey, remember we're gonna do this, this, and this. Don't forget to do this. Right, right. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm a little slow. I'm getting old. <laughs> but it's it 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 is. It's more fun. Than you might imagine, even at this point, and I've been doing it long enough. You wonder if you're going to enjoy yourself. I am enjoying myself so much. Oh, that's awesome. That's and now cool. I got social media. I got a Twitter account and Facebook and, and Instagram. Yeah. Everybody, please pay attention to that stuff. Uh, I'll try to answer questions. My son Joey, my wife Kathy, they will try to answer questions. I'll try to answer questions. I'll even try to act act intelligent. That's not easy to do. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'll, well, let's blow it up there right now. Your Twitter is at John Romita Jr. And your Instagram, I believe, is the same. I'm going to check right now. Um, at John Romita Jr. Yeah, perfect. I love there it when go. it's simple, man. It's just at John I'm Romita looking at Jr. a question. What's it like being involved in multiple centennial issues of Amazing Spider-Man? Ooh. I, that's funny. 900 is coming up. Is that what I'm looking at? Yeah. I think yeah. it's it, it either shows I'm really old or I'm just really lucky. Either one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> uh is it is it still like do you get excited when you get to draw more than one guy like because i know spider-man has a lot of team-ups and i feel like you know you never know what the writers are going to put in there do you get excited when you get to draw a character that you haven't done yet yes yes 
And that's why if it's not a, a, a new character mm-hmm. uh, or a character I haven't done before, uh, I can't tell you the name of the character. That's the villain in this run. I'm in... supposed to keep my mouth shut, which is okay. not easy. I'm a, I'm a New Yorker from I'm an Italian guy from New York. Keeping my mouth shut is almost impossible. Can we ask your uh, wife to get you a glass of wine? I think we got a shot at this. She's in the room and she would go get it for me if it was <laughs> if it wasn't a school night. Anyway, I got a uh, puppy dog and here's Bella to say hello to oh, buddy. Bella, Bella. what's up? Hey, Bella. Oh my god, what an puff, adorable huh? dog. Look at her. She's better looking she, than I am. She's like, what is going on on that screen? Look, she was like <laughs> Well, she hears my big mouth, and she wants to know what's going on. <laughs> and she was like, "All right, I checked it out. It's all right. It's <laughs> a couple of weird dudes, some drawings. That's not. That's bad. it. That's it. Um, uh, are you good about deadlines? Like uh, at this point in the game, like you've been doing it forever. Like, or do you still kind of get like, uh, oh my god, this thing's due? Like those, you know. That... Uh, fortunately, this deadline was was a comfortable one, and I'm good with deadlines. Nice. It still is a, uh, an important part of it to me. I don't. I don't just get casual about it. I want it right. to be there, and I want everybody to say this guy's uh, reliable, and I am, and I'm trying. And it's I'm also greedy, and I, I like money, so I'm trying to get it done as fast as possible. <laughs> do you do any of the? Uh, I mean, I think we talked about it a little bit before too, but like the digital aspect, everything, everything every year, there's like a new thing that comes out with the iPad sure. Pro or the digital stuff. Do you do you really do you like it? Do you dabble into it? Do you kind of use the? Um, you know, the, the drawing computers and all that kind of stuff to do it? Or do you still like to do traditional drawings? I'm still with the hammer and chisel on the rock. I nice. swear to God. Yeah. I, I, I have this gigantic drafting table. Mm-hmm. I have a pencil and an eraser. Wow. And uh, as Jack Kirby and John Buscemi said, throw the effing thing away. <laughs> I still use the eraser, thank God. But uh, the pencil and the paper, I don't know if I would graduate to the, to the tablet. I know guys. some guys have. Mm-hmm. I'm still enjoying the way things are working out. I think my my hands and my forearms are permanently graphite uh, <laughs> looking. Uh, my wife screams because I got smears of graphite all over the house on walls and doors. Oh, uh, I, I can't stop myself because I'm used to what I'm doing. It's a formula that's been successful mm-hmm. and it's old school and I, it's my favorite school. Yeah, it looks great, man. And But are you like at all? you know, like there's those NFTs and stuff like that they're at now. We've talked to a couple different artists about, you know, selling their work, doing that kind of a thing. It's always been kind of complicated with comic books and Marvel and those companies and stuff like that. Is that something you're looking into? Do you, are you interested in NFTs? Or, just, are you... just heard, I've heard the three letters. I, I don't have time to scratch my own posterior, let alone. <laughs> <work like> that. <laughs> but if there were, if there was an opportunity, sure. Yeah. It's a weird thing, man, because I don't, I, I don't really understand it too, too well either. And it, either I know people are either making a shit ton of money doing it, or other people are just kind of getting into it or whatever. But it is a very digital realm, and I know you like to sure, still do sure. the the regular stuff. So it's yeah, well, I'm familiar with what it is, and uh, like I said, if the opportunity comes up. I'll jump at the chance. Why not? Nice, man. That's awesome. Well, we I'm a capitalist at the heart. Why not? <laughs> John's looking to commission like uh, Spider-Man ripping his mask off and it's John's face. Oh, <laughs> dude. I would fucking kill for you. I wouldn't even sell it. I wouldn't sell it as an NFT. That'd be that'd be just it would just be that all the time. I would just talk through that. Well, you have, you, the, that. The, you have the hair and the beard and the glasses. You'd be very recognizable. <laughs> you'd be happy to pay in bitcoin there yeah you go. you'd never really go on the run right oh that'd be so great i would fucking love that um i gotta get a spider-man mask now that's my thing i gotta get i've never had one which is odd i feel like as a huge i've Spider-Man never put fan. a spider-man mask on myself really really yeah, wow what are your halloween costumes like i honestly 
uh, I don't remember the last time I put a costume on, but I remember doing uh, a, a, uh, a, a tuxedo and acting like I think I was supposed to be married and I was running away from the bride type. It was a goof thing with the, oh, that's the girl great. I was dating at the time. Oh, nice. Uh, but I, other than that, I didn't do anything serious. I, I really didn't do many costumes. When I was a kid, mm -hmm. I was always a bum. <laughs> it was the, it was the least expensive and the easiest way to be dressed up. That's great. That's and you had a sack. You had to carry the sack, you know. Yeah, on a stick. Yes. <laughs> I always wore like really comfortable. I, I made sure whatever I was wearing was comfortable. Like I was Johnny Bravo one year and I just had sunglasses, a black t-shirt. Johnny and... Bravo. Oh my God, Johnny yeah, Bravo. Man. Yeah. And I had the, the put, like I put the hair up and shit and had like a thing. It was great. <laughs> it was a fucking good day. It was a good day. And I didn't have to do anything crazy. And it cost me like, you know, 12 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, this is a great costume. I'm like, I know, right? Everybody's got their fucking heavy shit on. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what I feel like they this. should start making those plastic masks for adults because I would wear that oh. in, like at this age, just like the with the rubber those... band around the back. Yeah, rubber band <laughs> and like the plastic shirt costume that you would tie. Yeah, oh, gosh. But they used to cut your eyes. I remember like not wanting to take it off, but literally like bleeding around the fucking eyes with that shit. <laughs> like that was, but it was dedication because I was like, I am this superhero. I don't think I'm, I've like... had a costume. I haven't had a costume on in a long time. Wow. And um, I think my wife is very happy about that. But now I know if I'm in New York and there's some dude dressed as Daredevil, I'm going to be like, I think that might be John Romita Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, like, uh, on the set on the set of uh, Kick-Ass 2, they asked me to put a costume on, and I put it on. It was very skin tight. There was nothing left in the imagination. And I didn't, I was in a crowd in a battle scene, and I didn't embarrass myself, so I guess it's okay. Nice. But you're a, you're a nice. fitness guy, right? Like, you like to work out and shit? I like to work out. That's correct. Yeah. Was it, was it rough? Was it rough? To, like, do you have your like own? Do you do stuff at home, or was it rough during the pandemic? Because I, I like to bike and run and do all that shit, and I like to go to the gym, even though it doesn't show. Um, and uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like couldn't do it, you know, during this shit, and it was driving me crazy. I just did a lot of push-ups, and my wife had a uh, an elliptical trainer. Oh, nice. uh, my wife, my wife used to be a bodybuilder, so she taught me how to do this stuff. Oh shit! And, uh, yeah, Kathy was a bodybuilder. She's still strong as an ox. I would not want to get into a fight with her. Oh my! <laughs> That's how she keeps them in line, John. That's the I... truth. It's the truth. But I have I did a lot of push-ups while the, uh, the the pandemic was raging, and then did the elliptical trainer. But I, I work out uh, three four times a week wow. and do exercise. I just try to exercise. It's a little bit of vanity and a lot of bit of concern not to get old. Uh, yeah, which, which oh, vanity. I hear you, man. No, one hundred percent. I don't want to get old either. I thought I would. I really, I really thought it'd be fine. I really thought I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll ease into it when I was younger. I was like, when I'm when I'm starting to get up there, it'll be good. And now I'm like trying to figure out how to fight it every step of the way. I'm eating better for no reason. You know what I mean? I was like it just. I don't know. No, none of it's gonna help. I should just have. No, it does help. Every yeah. little bit helps. And I got <laughs> right. my father told me when I was very young. He said, "Don't get like me," because we were. Listen, there was no. There were no computer games when I was a kid. Yeah, we were out on the street until the street lights came on. We were playing out in the streets constantly, stickball, whatever, everything. And he yeah. said, "Keep it up. Don't don't get like me," because he was always struggling with his weight. Wow. And we were always uh, standalone athletes, all of us, my friends and I, my brother. And it stuck uh, as we got older, and then learning how to do things to make myself a little better shape, and then meeting this great lady uh, sitting behind me who's giving me uh, answers to some of the questions. <laughs> When she told me how to do this, this, and this, and her two boys, <laughs> I love it. That's and her great. two boys, her two boys, Joey and Tony, are uh, are, are uh, exercisers and bodybuilders as well. I learned, 
And listen, it's always even old dogs learn new tricks. Yeah. Do you and still get out? Little tiny dogs too. Yeah. <laughs> do you still get out to like play sports and shit? Uh, no, that's funny. I, there's nothing I can do to play sports. I, I don't know what I could play. Wow. Uh, throw the football around. Throw the softball around. I stopped playing softball when I cracked a bone in my left hand. Oof. And my wife said, if that had been your right hand, I would have hit you with a bat and killed you. Mm. So I learned not to. But I, I was playing for quite a few years into my 50s and uh, loved every second of it. But again, there was danger. And yeah. if I cracked the bone in my hand, I would have been out of work for a while. So I stopped. Was right. professional sports ever something that you wanted to take, like, you know, when you were younger? Like, were you like, oh, I want to be a baseball player? Yeah, I wanted to be a shortstop. And I, I was this close to trying out for a semi-pro team until I got laughed at by uh, somebody who was on a semi-pro team. Really? I, I would have tried had I oh. not been a, a little coward. But oh. uh, I, I wanted to very badly and uh, never got the chance. And I regret not taking the chance. Even if I had failed, I would love to try out. Because I was a good shortstop. I was a hell of a hitter and a hell of a player. Um, what When you get like done with like a Spider-Man series like this and you know it's coming out in July, do they send you the comic books? Do you like to look at your work once it's all done? Do you buy one? Do you buy all of them? Do you read through? What's what's it like when you're done? I, I look at what they send me and I compare myself to the Joneses. And I don't know if it's uh, July. I think it's coming out. The first issue is coming out a little sooner than that. Oh, nice. Uh, I think it might be April um, that the first issue comes out. Oh, and uh, I, I do look at other artists, but not in in a jealous way as much as I want to see what else is being done. I want to see what these guys are doing. I have I'm a fan of a lot of the uh, my contemporaries. Yeah. But I like to pay attention as far as what I look at when it's mine. I want to make sure that it, I didn't embarrass myself. So I look through a couple of pages and OK, looks great. Wow. Uh, yeah. But reading, I know the story going in. I don't read the dialogue except as the script comes in. So I know mm -hmm. what the writer is doing. Right. But I, I'm not I'm trying to get beyond what I'm doing and do better than what I've done before. Mm -hmm. So instead of concentrating on what's in front of me, uh, if the printing is good I, from the first page, I think it's going to be good throughout. I try not to pay attention to it because I got so much I have so much improvement to work on. That's the good thing about being a Romita is that you're never satisfied with what you're doing and your wow. own work. And you're, you are your own worst critic. That is that's, that's crazy, man. It's crazy humbling to know that you've been doing this for this long, but you still kind of feel the same way you did when you started out. You know, you're trying to yeah, get better. Yeah, it is. And and also having a father who's the brilliant artist that he is mm. overall. Uh, he's LeBron James, and I'm the I'm the water boy at the end of the bench. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. He he was in he, he was doing stuff at 16 and 17 that I can't do now. Really? Man, wow. Man, oh yeah, it's fantastic. Does he? Do you ever do you ever go to him for like advice stuff like that, or you try to kind of leave always it did, nice. always did. That's oh, cool. He man. never he never volunteered it. Mm -hmm. He would say, "I'll wait for you to come to me." Uh, right. And I used to show him the pages, and I'd bring him the pages and see what you think. And he would forget that he was supposed to critique it and just look at, it, "Oh, I love this. This is great. You could have tried this, but but it was never him volunteering the 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 the, the constructive criticism. He would waited for me to come to him. Right. Did they like that? Did he, did he get to see the nod that they did with the original costume at the end of No Way Home, which it was basically his his yes, version of it. He hasn't, oh, he hasn't seen it. it. Oh, it was that was so cool. I thought that was a really nice nod at the that end. That was nice. That was yeah. nice. And it looked good. It actually looked really good. Yeah. Oh, somebody I wanted to know what is Eggman from Mario wants to know what was one of the most difficult comics Ramita has ever done? 9-11 issue by far. Wow. Wow. Uh, but the the scope, the size, and the heart wrench. You cried yeah. for um, my wife and I cried um, months. for months. Wow. Uh, and I still mm -hmm. can't open it without getting choked up. The uh, 
we were at home. We were, excuse me, we were at home. We weren't in New York when it happened. So getting back to family to make sure everybody was okay, waiting every time the phone rang, hoping anything was wrong, all the while working on the book. It took a while for me to be convinced that it was the right thing to do because naturally you think, oh God, we're trying to capitalize on this uh, horrible attack. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I got told what the plan was and then I saw what the plot was from Straczynski genius up up and down every which way but loose and uh i got talked into it talked it over with my wife kathy talked it over with uh my father and uh my father was of the same mind you can't you don't want to do that you don't want to capitalize on this awful thing mm -hmm. but when i read to him what was in store it was an honorarium it was very special my wife talked me into it she talked me into things like kick-ass. I, I didn't have the, the the gall to try something different oh, right. out of the ordinary. And my wife, Kathy, just said, said, you'd be crazy not to try this. And she talked me into the 9-11 issue. Wow. I was worried that people were going to think we were trying to capitalize on this awful attack. And once I got talked into it, I don't remember drawing it, honestly. I wow. look at books. I look at books that are 20 years old, and I can remember a panel. I can tell you where I was sitting at the time I was doing it. I don't remember where I was, what position I was at, what desk. I don't remember what I was doing, looking at any of the images from that book. That's the toughest thing I've ever worked on. And this 20th anniversary was uh, was similar. It yeah. was the same kind of feeling. A lot of choked up. A lot of choked up. I, I, you guys handle it so well. And it was cool to do it with Spider-Man because, uh, especially for me and my friends or anybody who's a fan of Spider-Man, that is kind of New York. Like my yeah. interpretation of New York when I was growing up. And I was born in Brooklyn and stuff. But Spider-Man was the hero. He was New York. You know what I mean? That was... Yep. I got to meet him at Toys R Us, you know, growing up with him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like this thing where like, even though it was a guy dressed up as Spider-Man, I was like, Spider-Man's at Toys R Us. I'm going to see him, you know? Yeah. So that was, that was just cool. And then, but having it kind of seen through his, you know, eyes and, and all the writing and stuff and all the artwork, it was just, it, it really, it was comforting, you know, at a time only, where I feel like people needed it. The, 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 the attempt to put myself and my family, the feelings that we had, into the, 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 the any of the scenes was impossible and I failed 99.999. The only time they got it right was the first double spread when Spider-Man's on the, the building cornice and he's putting his uh, hands in his head. That's that's the way we all Yeah. Yeah. We all felt that way. And uh the, the brilliance of Straczynski's idea that there are no words is one thing, but the frustration of the superheroes not being able to stop this mm. is literal because the cops and the firemen, the military had the same feeling. And I've got mm. friends and family members who all attest to that. Right. Yeah. When you did the 20th anniversary, um, uh, Micro said, I have so much. Of he, uh, he's a great, Micro's a great guy. He's a good fan of the show. We did a, uh, a charity. He was, he's U.S. military. So he used to be like the security for when comics would go go overseas. And do oh, the is US that movie. right? Yeah. yeah, we want to thank Micro Mike World, for... the guy that says I got so much of Romita's work. Is that the yep. guy that says? Yeah, that's Micro. Micro, you have exceptional taste in artists. I got to tell you. About... <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. You're a gentleman, Micro. And thanks for doing your work. You're a hero. Uh, Miguel asks, are there any interesting details you had to drawings that only you know, like stuff you add on your own or anything of that nature? Yeah, yeah. The fun part of that is not necessarily the intricate of the artwork, intricacies of the artwork. But when I was doing Iron Man back in the day, uh, there was let, there was no Google. You couldn't get reference. So you had to go, you know, rip a rip apart magazines and so on. 
and newspapers. And when they weren't around, you were screwed. I just put everything of my own belongings and apartment into a scene. And now I know Tony Stark is a billionaire, but at least I had something that was familiar, a couch, right. a bed, something, the car, my clothes, uh, uh, you know, I mean, at the time, wide lapels, you know, uh, <laughs> but that was stuff that I would add into it and friends and family when, when, uh, uh, when Colossus and, and, uh, the juggernaut beat the crap out of each other and destroyed the bar. Yeah. It's my friend's bar, the grand tavern. Oh, uh, wow. Oh. My friends, my friends are in the background, and and so on. Love doing that kind of thing. Uh, a couple of guys I met in Hawaii many many moons ago on my 20th anniversary. My wife and I, I put the three of them into a scene. These three great guys from Hawaii. One of them wow. was a cop. Then one of them was a cop, and he gave this to me. Oh, nice. Sand tooth, sand shark tooth. Oh, that's so fucking cool. That is and, really uh, cool. And I put the three of them into it because I got drunk and promised it. So you had to. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get him some alcohol now. Yet another <laughs> reason to get this man a glass of exactly. wine. Exactly. Come on. And here, and here they are. Here's the three guys. Oh, three that's awesome. That is so great, man. That is and, so cool. Hold on, I'll blow that here's up the guy. The guy that gave me the tooth. Oh, that's so that great. That is awesome. Buddy. That's a great photo. Yeah, they're great guys. And I, that's the kind of thing, uh, adding those kind of uh, familiarities. Now, I'm sure everybody puts relatives and friends and wives and so on, mm -hmm. but doing it at the time when it was in need of realism was finding your own stuff and putting it in it because you couldn't just pull it out of your printer. Mm -hmm. That was that was yeah. fun. I, I remember mm -hmm. doing that and just looking in my closet and saying, "All right, so a lapel looks like this, and <laughs> there, there is a hem on pants, and you got to show the stitching down the jeans." Had That's to do awesome. It. it was great. Loved every second of it. I remember, you know, they used to have books called Drawing What You See. And uh, <laughs> if, if you could, right? You know what I mean? It was a weird concept to have. But I, when I was drawing when I was younger, it was really kind of realistic stuff was really hard for me. Cartoons, super sure. easy because cartoons, you're cheating. You know what I mean? It doesn't have sure. to look like sure. a water bottle. You're just like, that's a water bottle. But when you're when you're doing it, do you have any advice for artists to, to actually look at something and then, you know, sketch it out and get it perfect? My advice is just what I got from my father is keep your eyes open. And, and we used to go out literally as kids with mm. my father, my brother and I would go down to the local, we'd play a little bit of stickball and then we'd go down to the local, the local park and we'd sit and we would talk. My father said, look, look at this guy, look at the shape of this, this, and this. Right. Same thing with watching films. So my father got us to become people watchers. Now I literally am a people watcher, no matter where we go, I'll mm. sit and sit still. Yep. And my wife and I'll talk and we'll watch people go by. It's, the world passes us by. It's fantastic. But yeah, I have drawn so many characters that I've seen on the street, so to speak, uh, variations on them. That's uh, so I, cool. I, I watch wrestling for the same reason. Uh, oh, superstar, yeah. a, a guy named Superstar Billy Graham. I did a couple of characters based on that guy until Hulk Hogan just took it all away by doing it regularly. Right. Uh, <laughs> but these are cartoon characters. And it's the same thing when you in New York City, especially. Yeah, I used to work and when I would work in the city, we'd go to lunch and the world would pass us by. I, how could you not? People yeah. watch, And yeah. that's the fun part. You put those people in and I created some great characters. Shotgun is a is a character I created based on Junior Walker and the All-Stars. But it's based on a guy that I saw on the street with very right. long uh, dreadlocks. Wow. wow. It, 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 if you pay attention, the world will pass you by. Try to absorb some of it. And that's what my father taught us as kids. Pay attention. Yeah, you I know what's so you... cool oh. is somebody is walking around and is like, "Hey, this looks a lot like you in a comic book, and it might actually be that guy." <laughs> All right, now here's another. Speaking of that, 
uh, uh, Monica Rambeau, who is Captain Marvel. Yep. Yep. Uh, my father and I knew we were going to do the issue of the uh, reveal of the uh, of the the African American uh, Captain Marvel. Right. And yeah. he says, "What do you want to do?" I said, "I'm in love with Pam Greer." At the time, this was in the early '80s. I was a fan right. of Pam Greer. Yeah. How could you not? And right. she still looks fantastic. She's 75. Yeah. It's true. So he says, okay, that's great. That's great. So we go into this rest, this coffee, uh, cafe for lunch. And this nine foot tall Amazon is waiting our table. She's a model and a, and a, and a flourishing actress or trying to be. Mm -hmm. And she was just filling in, making money. And uh, as a, as a waitress and my father looked at me, and says, he says, forget Pam Greer. This is our Captain Marvel. <laughs> wow. And wow. the truth, the truth is that was that lady. And that's what she looked like. And her Afro was that big. It's fantastic. Oh my God. Do you ever wow. go back? Now she hears this, she's going to sue Marvel. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was I just going to say, do you ever go back and show somebody like, hey, by the way, this is you in my book. So keep it up. <laughs> no, no, I've never done that. Never done that. It would be the greatest. That would be the, the are you kidding me? You're trying to pick me up with that line? <laughs> I would have, I would have done it. I don't even give a shit. I would have been like, hey, John, you're not that big and his wife's a bodybuilder. I'd be you treading lightly. <laughs> Oh well, listen. My wife thought that I was a comic book salesperson. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. She, I told her I worked in comics. Apparently, I didn't tell her I was an artist, and she thought I was selling them. And uh, it got it got flushed <laughs> out when she after she met me, she went to a comic book store and asked who this hmm. guy was, and they said, "Oh, well, he's a cartoonist." And she was pissed yeah. at me for not telling her the true story. Yes, oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. But didn't she, she know you took couldn't? Months. <laughs> I feel like comic book uh, guys who and, I, and no, you know, if you run a comic book store, more power to you. But they do have a type, and I don't think you're the type to run a comic book store. You know what I mean? They're usually she misunderstood. Guys. She misunderstood, and then when it finally came out, she wanted to know, tell me all about it. And we've yeah. talked, we talked about it. Help my son read. And you know what? She just mentioned this. She should come up and listen to this. Yeah. But uh, her, our our middle son mm -hmm. Joey, who is a, a computer genius, now he's brilliant. When he was very young, was struggling with the reading and the comic book, the imagery and the words. Nice. It helped everybody out, and it really helped him out. I remember doing it the same way. Yeah. There's something about you. You connect words with the imagery, and Stan Lee said, "I will not write down to a young audience just because a young audience is reading. Right. I'm going to write. I'm going to write as if every adult in the world is reading this." And we, I used to remember asking my father what this word "petulant" meant. He said, yeah. "What? Where did you read that?" I said, "Look," <laughs> and he said, "Okay, well, let me explain what that is. That's wow. what my vo my vocabulary increased sub substantially. Yeah, and worked with our son Joey, and uh, tried to get it in the it, it worked. Yeah, we tried. My wife tried to get comic books to be part of a school curriculum, so to speak, the Department of Education. Wow. Uh, but think about it, Jerry. I think Jerry Lucas is a, a former basketball player who's got this amazing memory, memorized." The yellow pages, the Manhattan yellow pages. He mm -hmm. said, "You, you equate a word with a image yeah. every single time, and yeah. that's how you remember." Well, that's what my my wife thought of comic books in helping in in schooling, and she went to the Department of Education, and she was this close uh, before some some suit at Marvel screwed it screwed it up, and then took credit for it himself. I don't oh, want to get. Oh my it. god! And I want to say who he is because I'll rewire his car if I ever see him again. Oh wow. <laughs> You know what? Well, you'll tell us afterward. We'll go do it for you. Uh, <laughs> just put us in a comic book, and then we'll take care of the guy from uh, Marvel. Um, there you go. There was uh, – oh, oh, before we – I had a World Lit teacher um, that I loved. I still talk to to this day. 
and she used to incorporate uh, Marvel, like just comic book folklore into everything else we were learning. So if we were learning about Shakespeare, if we were learning about, um, you know, uh, the gods or anything like that, she would also mm -hmm. just kind of tie it over to comic books because she realized the importance of it. It was modern mythology, all that stuff sure. that you guys did. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's well, crazy. well said. Well said. I, I just saw something scroll across the yeah. bottom about, did I ever feel like I needed to live up to my father's work? That No. Like I said, I'm the I'm the water boy at the end of the bench. You can't live up to LeBron James. But what I did do was leave myself that bar that high mm. and realize even if I don't reach it, it's a great goal and it makes me want to get better every single time. And then, aside from having a father who's a brilliant artist, there was a lot of, uh, not jealousy per se, but dislike for me because of my last name when I was younger. Really? And uh, people people would say things like, you suck, you're only in this because of your father. And I'd say, Mom, can't you please be a little supportive? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I got comments all the time. And it made yeah. me want to shut them up. And my father said the words. A couple of comments. He made one that said, there's always somebody big, bigger, better, stronger, smarter, a better artist than you, better looking. All right, not better looking. But I said, <laughs> he said, you've got to learn. Just keep your feet on the ground. Keep your mouth shut, your hands in your pockets, and do your job and outlast them. Hmm. Uh, I don't think he used the words outlast them. He just said, shut them up by doing, doing the work. Stick around. Right. Uh, and he, he was right about keeping my hands in my pocket because if I had... If I had taken a swing, and I've said this before, if I had taken a swing at everybody that deserved it, I'd probably still be in jail. <laughs> was there? But I learned to shut my mouth and just do the work. Because I know you started when you were younger. You started like yes. your first comic was in your teens, right? Your first drawing. I was job. three. I was three when I started. That's not. You know, that didn't even. Oh, I was like, I, I was like three. I was like, you didn't say that last time. <laughs> and the first thing I ever did that I got credit for, I was uh, thirteen, I think. Thirteen. Yeah. Uh, which was the the, the Prowler, and uh, that was Stan. Yeah. My father liked the name, and I just did the prototypical uh, skin-tight costume character. And Stan chuckled and said, "I like the name, don't like the visuals." So I got <laughs> wow. my first got my first uh, acknowledgement and my first critique all in the same breath. Wow! Uh, but the first book I ever did that came out with I was eighteen. Nice. Yeah. Was, there, was there was that it though? Like, were you were you eighteen? You got your first book out, and then you were like, "This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit myself to this." Actually, I knew what I wanted to do when I was uh, much younger than that. I, there were monsters under my bed when I was a little kid, eight years old, I think, seven years old. And I went up running up to the attic when my father was working for nine days straight without sleep. Mm. You know, the pull, the pull down stairs. And yeah. Love that. And I went up and I watched him draw Daredevil number 12, the cover. Oh, wow. With Kazar up in the tree. Yeah. And the, wow. and the plunderer's men around Daredevil. Wow. And at the time, he had been doing romance comics. My brother and I couldn't have been bothered. <laughs> but after my father chased away the monsters, uh, I said, what is this, Dad? And he went on to describe that it was a superhero. And I was listening and listening. And wow, and all these bad guys are going to get beat up by this one guy. And and then this guy up in the tree over here, he's kind of like Tarzan. And and this is a man who hadn't slept in many, many days. Mm -hmm. And he starts to describe to me what this is. And oh, by the way, he's blind. <laughs> I think the top of my head exploded. Wow. <laughs> Sat down there and I started drawing right at his feet at that moment. And wow, I wow. I have the cover in my possession. Wow. I still have it. And uh, that that was the moment I think that it stuck in my head. And I always wanted to be an artist after that. But my father insisted on me being <clears throat> a fine artist as opposed to being cartoonist. Hmm. And I didn't listen completely. But uh, I took <laughs> a good education 
an advertising illustration, which wasn't fine art per se, but it was some of it. And I learned so much from him, mm. but I, he didn't want me to be a cartoonist and I didn't listen to him. That was one of the few times I disregarded his advice and he became proud that I did. And I'm very happy with the way I did too. Nice. But I never, never put myself in a position where I was envious of him. It was self-imposed uh, urge to get that good, even though mm. I probably will never get that good. He's the man is genius. Right. But I never, yeah. I never pressured myself. Actually, I never got pressure from other people to be that good. I put it on myself to get that good, even though I didn't get there. It's okay. Someday I'll get there. I'll let you guys know. 10 to 20 years from now, I'll still be there. <laughs> you we can have you on the show when you get there. Yeah, there yeah exactly. Go. We're just going to keep having you. You have like the healthiest work ethic, though. You know what I mean? Like you have a like as you're talking about all the stuff that you want to accomplish and and where you think you should be and, you know, your missteps, you still talk about it in a very positive way. Is that natural to you or did you have to yeah. learn it? That's the Ramita way. That's and also having a wife that I have there is. There's confidence, but there's always a withdrawing of it, knowing mm. that you can improve. And as an artist, even if you were a, a well, an athlete, an artist, an entertainer, there's yeah. always room for improvement. Yeah. Anything oh, yeah. you work on, you can improve on. Mm. Uh, with art, it's very simple. I look at my contemporaries and realize there's guys that are better than me. Uh, we go to galleries, we go to, to, to museums, and I feel this effing big <laughs> because you realize, holy crap, I am not that good an artist. However, instead of going back and crying in my, into my sleeve, I can do this. I can get better. Why not? And that comes from Marie Sr. It comes from the family. It comes from my wife and her family. This is, I've got a father-in-law who is a, a, a PhD. Mm -hmm. I can't get smarter as I get older, but it puts everything in perspective. It's the same thing with my father. My father's a PhD artist as far as I'm concerned. Right. I have these two great role models to look at. I have a great role model wife. I got children that I'm proud of and, and I honor. There's always something that makes you want to be, get better. I've got a brother who's that way. I always, and then the greatest inspiration, my wife just reminded me of this, mm -hmm. every month a bunch of bills come in the mail. <laughs> That's it. That's my inspiration. Get yeah. the get the effing work done so you can pay your bills. That that uh, that segues nicely into my next question too. Do you? How much would you say are you drawing for you? You know what I mean. I know you're busy. I know you're working on stuff. You have deadlines to meet. Do you still find time to draw for yourself and and just do it for pure? I mean, I know you're enjoying it when you're working, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like, is yeah. there a point where you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit. I'm gonna doodle and see what comes out. Yeah, my uh, and this is again my wife, who's my greatest inspiration. It's a moment. She's mm. poking me in the back with a pencil right now. Uh, <laughs> no, she wants me to become the painter that I was when I was in college. Not uh -huh. re-become the painter. She said, you got to retire and paint. Wow. And I, and that's the, that's going to be another career. I don't know if I'll make any money on it, but I miss painting so much. Yeah. And I won't do any realism. I'm going to do surrealism. I'll do impressionism. I'll do expressionism. Just a touch of realism because I can't ever forget it. But she made a point of saying that when you retire from deadline work, go back to painting and I will, and I can't wait. Now that would be for me, yeah, for us, but the art itself is for me as much as it is for bills or for the joking of it. Mm -hmm. I love being an artist. I'm very proud of being an artist and I'll never forget coming out of college. I said, I'm an artist. Oh, what do you do? Well, I draw this and Oh, you're a cartoonist. That's not really an artist. And now, if I tell people what I do for a living, I say, I'm a cartoonist. What do you draw? Well, I draw this. Oh, you're an artist. Mm -hmm. So the irony is not lost upon me. And that yeah. 
uh, we want to go to Japan very badly. We want to go to Tokyo because they treat they treat artists. Uh, excuse me, they treat cartoonists like rock stars. Yeah, everybody is an artist, and I think that's become with the alongsideness of film. Everybody's an artist, even if you are a cartoonist. Right. You can laugh at it as comedically, or you can laugh at it, or you can embrace it dramatically. Yeah. I'm very proud of it, and I do it for me. I do it for the business, and I do it for the love of art, and I can't wait to paint. So a couple of things. When you're retiring, Tom and I are going to take you busking in New York. You're going to be, we're going to yes. set you up and you're going to paint <laughs> out on a street corner. We'll be your security. That way no one bugs you. All right. All right. But that's all what right. we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> and the second thing is, I love the one, you're right though. I do like the 180 that cartooning and and this kind of art form has done. Because when I was, when I was younger, you know, I drew a lot. I loved reading comic books uh, and, and comic strips, you know, in the newspaper. I was fascinated by all that kind of shit. But I only had one art teacher and I love her to death. And I remember, you know, who she is. I should probably reach out to her. But she wanted to be a cartoonist and she encouraged me a lot because every other art teacher was like, you're not going to get into an art. You know, you're, you're that's nonsense. That's silly. You can't do it. You shouldn't do it. But it was it was how I saw it was how I interpreted things and how I, you know, connected with stuff. And I met her and she encouraged it like crazy. And I was like fuck everybody else. I'm just going to keep going with this. And it's nice <laughs> to see the 180. And I, I haven't talked to her in years, but I kind of wonder if she's like, you know, sitting back, like I was right. You know, like it, it's got to be a nice feeling. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, well said. Well said. Let me read that one. Yeah. I love, okay. DD and with Nocenti. the uh, That's a great story. It's that she used to be the editor on the book uh, before I got on to, um, uh, to got on to Daredevil. But she was the editor, and I was working for that department in some way, shape, or form as, a, as a, an assistant. And then I got a chance to work on Spider-Man through Ralph Macchio. And he said, you're going to work with Anne. And the two of us hit it on famously. Loved it. Uh, she came up with some great premises, and I was able to contribute uh, ideas. Uh, uh, I'll I, I, I never forget that she gave me the opportunity to come up with a character. And she said, how about a character named Typhoid Mary? And I came up <laughs> with that premise and, and so on. Wow. Uh, there, a beer with the devil. And the, the fun part was my idea was I had a one show, a, a one act play that I wanted to write called a beer with God, but a guy walks into a bar, sits down next to God and has a conversation doesn't realize it. Mm. And she said, that's brilliant, but let's, <laughs> let's bring in Mephisto and it's a beer with the devil and daredevil. Yeah. Uh, just great combination of working with her. And some of my best work happened because I worked on daredevil. I became a better artist, man, without fear. So working with Anne, was a true pleasure. And I don't know what she's doing at the moment, but the woman was a brilliant writer and a great lady. And we got, and she played softball and she was a hell of a softball player. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is there, is there any, are there any writers right now that you'd like to collaborate with? Is that how you kind of look at it? Do you ever look at it that way where you're like, I want to, I want to draw what this guy writes. I would love to work back with uh, work again with the people that I've worked with in the past. Now nice. I got a chance to work with Zeb Wells and I I'm very proud of getting a guy who is the, he is just the flavor of the year, yeah. uh, the five years. But I worked with guys like Frank Miller and Neil Gaiman. Love to do that again, Mark Miller. Love to do that again. Mark Mark Miller was like working with Rodney Dangerfield, but he was a, a, a writer. He's a hysterical <laughs> human being and also a brilliant <laughs> writer. Uh, but those great writers had such great lasting impressions. Straczynski, because of that run on Spider-Man together. Yeah. Uh, instead of looking for somebody new, uh, I'd like to work with those guys again, Gaiman especially, uh, because I haven't had a chance to. 
but I've, I've had such great chances to work with such great talent. I'd love to do mm-hmm. it again. Frank, Frank Miller and I have gotten along famously because he was an artist once. And then he uh-huh. became a writer. John Byrne and I, the same thing. Uh, Howard Chaykin and I, same thing. Mm-hmm. Loved working with them. We'll work with them again, I hope, uh, as long as they can put up with me. Nice. Nice. Do you, do you guys often get to pick and choose? Oh wait, here we go. Uh, like, do you, but do you ever get to go like I like I want to work with this guy, or or the writers go I want to work with John Romita again, or is it just like random? You get a phone call in the middle of the night, and that's how you're working. A little bit of both. Oh, a little nice. bit of both. Nice. You get if a writer says to an editor, uh, "What's Romita Jr. doing?" So be it. Uh, uh, I I don't necessarily say I demand working. I'm not going to pull that diva crap. Uh, but if, if there is a chance to work with Neil Gaiman, I would jump. Frank, nice. Mark, uh, um, Straczynski. These are, these are guys that I loved working with because I worked with them in the past. I would love to do it again. It really depends. But right now, Zeb and I are just having a great time. And I will work with Zeb until Zeb passes away. I hope I don't kill him. <laughs> my, my, wife passed, my wife passed me a photograph you guys have got to see. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's a photograph of my son, myself, and me, all drawing at the same time. If you can see it without the reflection. Oh my God, that oh, is wow. so awesome! That's a great. That photo. is great. Yeah, three yeah. generations. It is. This is my son Vinny at the bottom, and uh, we got a couple of drawings that my my son would color my father's drawings <laughs> with ink and his own color, and I got it downstairs somewhere. And I would get it, but I'm not going to run. So my father so thought awesome. my son Vinny was going to be an artist. Yeah, he was. Vinny got <laughs> upset because he couldn't draw as well as his father and his grandfather. And here's the fun part: I did not want to show my father any of my work when I was in college because it wasn't good enough. So wow. it's the exact same thing that my son went through when he was a little guy. Wow. There's, the irony is not lost on me. Anyway, back to the writers. I would never stand up and say, "Give me this guy. I demand it." I can't pull that shit. I can't yeah. do it. Uh, I, I've just never been able to be that kind of a diva. And uh, even if I get the point where I'm able to do that to somebody, I couldn't do it. I, I, nah, right. nah, my father would slap me around. My wife would slap me around. Um, Miguel, Miguel is, yeah. yeah, so how so far, Zeb how does Wells Zeb Wells rank? Okay, that's a great question, you rat bastard, Miguel, asking me to put that. <laughs> that's a great question, you rat. I rank Zeb right up there because I've read his scripts and I know what's coming. He's genius, so he is right up there with with the guys I listed before. And that's a great question. Thanks, Miguel. Nice. He also asked, would you ever come to a convention in Portugal? Or yes. Europe? Yes. My wife's been to Portugal with her mother. And uh, I, I would love to. We get, as things are loosening up with the uh, with COVID, uh, we're getting invitations overseas. And yes, send nice. me first international, send my wife and I international first class. <laughs> uh, and we we'll might stay anywhere. at your house. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go anywhere. Yeah. Nice. We, so we have a ton of uh, people loving being involved. I recently read Who is the Black Panther? Loved it, by the way. How did you achieve drawing Wakanda? I was blown away with how it oh, looked on the page. Great, great question. Excellent question. I got a chance to work with Reggie Hudlin, another genius writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that reminded me of uh, of Reggie. Uh, and the, the reference at the time was there on the laptop. And, uh, I, and it wasn't that I was intimidated. But I knew what this could lead to because Reggie said, at some point, we're going to look at this as a film. And uh, I got a chance and I went back and looked at Kirby's stuff and looked at the, the priest stuff. And I went wild with the reference. And I looked back and I found the greatest reference of the greatest tribes. The imagery was stunning. Wow. And I just kind of combined everything along with Kirby's 
precedent of Wakanda. And I plastered my, my gigantic drafting table with Kirby's imagery. And at the bottom of the drafting table were all of these brilliant uh, uh, reference things I had printed out. And I ran it past Reggie and Reggie loved it. And I tried to stick to everything with, from the jewelry to the, to the, uh, the, uh, the tattooing, everything I could. And the greatest thing we did was coming up with those Dora Milages, the bodyguards. Yeah. yeah. And Reggie said, we got to come up with something hot. How about we do this? And I said, let's do this. And they came up and I'm so proud of it. I'm proud of Shuri that working on that book was such a joy. And Klaus Jansen made it geniusly better. Uh, I was so happy with that. And Reggie had a hand in asking for things. And then we came out luckily with what he asked for. But those two, those female characters was what I'm most proud of, of, the, of the Black Panther. And the imagery combined with Jack Kirby's imagery, the futuristic version of what I reference I got, just, I got lucky. I got very lucky. Nice. And luck was working with Reggie Hammond. Reggie Hammond. Reggie Hammond. Oh, my God. Reggie Hammond. <laughs> I see now, I watched another movie from 1983, I think. <laughs> Reggie, if you're watching this, I apologize, but it was a pleasure working with you. I hope we do it again. What's the what's the percentage when you're drawing stuff? Do you like to be told what you're drawing, and how much freedom do you want when any given in any given project? Uh, because of my experience at this point, uh, given free reign to do whatever I want is the fun part. When I was younger and I had some need for direction, uh, that was fine. I worked with uh, guys who were more experienced than me, like uh, uh, well, any writer at the time when I was young. Uh, right, that's the way it was, yeah. and you lean on their advice, and they used to come up with tomes. Of plots. <laughs> uh, and they were plots. This was the Marvel way. But Chris Claremont would give me a, a two-inch thick wow. plot just because he was worried that I wasn't able to do it myself. And mm -hmm. to a certain extent, he was right. And then uh, that's how you learn. Uh, and then literally, and now here's the irony, is that on the 300-page uh, Superman year one that I did with Frank, mm. two, I think 200 or 300 pages, forgot, 200 pages of artwork, he gave me 15 pages of type of type plot wow 15 and i had to come up wow. with 200 pages of artwork so it was a complete reversal of what happened with chris claremont when i was young 180 and now chris yeah excuse me 180 I, I i that's chris and i are friends it's not lost upon me that that's what i needed when i was younger i don't need that now uh and writers will give me something and say run with it but as long as we keep this this and this in it neil gaiman did that for me he sent wow. me a script and he says i know what you can do and he says, don't worry about what you're going to do as long as you do not take anything out. And if you take something out, let me know and we'll work around it. He says, but if you're going to add anything, add panels, just, just let me know. But run with it. Don't worry about what I've given you. I've given you dialogue. Play with the dialogue as if it's directions for expressions or acting. That's and it so works. great. If Neil Gaiman can, can, excuse the expression, can give in to storytelling, uh, uh, letting me do what I want. Then it's worked with most of most of the other uh, writers as well. Wow, awesome! Beef skeleton. Uh, my dog is, is barking. My dog is barking in the background. I got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but we're running low on time, and I think that's what the dog was doing. The alarm clock is a dog barking. He's right letting now. you know it's almost there. <laughs> yeah, he's like, come on. <laughs> All right, um, this is a great, great question coming up. How's your current process changed over time? Have you mixed in any digital techniques? We answered the digital yeah. part. The process is pretty much the same. No digital stuff. Pencil, ink, pencil and eraser. Mm -hmm. uh, but the digital stuff, uh, I won't go near it. I'm yeah. still learning how to be a, an artist. 
but the technique is the same. My process is the same. The formula is the same. I get a plot. I thumbnail it out, so to speak, with notes so I know it comes. Mm -hmm. And then I start going to the boards. And it's worked. It's still working. And I'm still I'm in the process of getting better. I'm, when I get to the point where I think I'm good, I'm going to start sucking. And I don't want to do that. That's what everyone, I'm not even kidding, in any art form, musician, comedian, anybody, whenever they say the word, uh, if I get too comfortable, I know I'm dead. It's That's over. the truth. That's yeah. the truth. That's yeah. so dead. crazy. Anybody should. Anybody that knows that is going to get great. Yeah. yeah. What's the kind of, uh, I mean, do you, do you do it in complete silence? Do you get into your room? Do you get to the drafting table and you don't have anything going on? Or do you use no. music? I, I, and, yeah. What do you listen to? I tried listening to music, but I was too busy doing this because I listened to the blues. <laughs> uh, but I put on comedy or uh, 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 I'll put on John Wayne movies. I'll put in Grey Noise. Oh, nice. Movies I've seen and heard a million times. Right. Uh, I, I've, oh. I've run Burn Notice. If you know the series Burn Notice. I do. I've, I've run that three or four times. Uh, yeah. I put on British comedy in the background. I put on... Uh, uh, Towers? No. Uh, uh, Are You Being Served? <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Uh, yeah. Uh, coupling. I'll, I'll oh. put those... But I've seen them all and I've heard mm -hmm. them. So... I can listen and pay attention. I also listen to, to news during the day when mm -hmm. I want to scream at scream at, uh, at all the politicians. I, I listen to that. Uh, I'm, <laughs> it's, it's a cacophony. It's, I, I can't think of anything in general that I need to listen to or have on the room. But on the nice. weekend, I will put in John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, Westerns. Nice. nice. Not the same. They did, but, uh, right, right, right. So I know. I, listen, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly is a three-hour film. I can do two two or three pages worth of artwork while that movie is on. I love it. Right. Nice. That's awesome. All right. I'm, guys, I'm getting the, the yeah, we're gonna. I'm going to get Okay. You got it. Uh, I'll ask you three questions that we ask everybody. We, I think I've asked you the couple before or maybe the Yes, I'm going to be at the San Diego Comic-Con this year. I will be oh. in San Diego this year. That Sweet. Was next oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even see that. Good call. It's my own show. And I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you go back in time and talk to your younger self, give yourself a piece of advice that would help you today, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, I would joke about past relationships before I met my present wife, how mm -hmm. stupid I was. Uh, I should have met my wife when I was 21 instead of when I was older. Um, I can't think of anything other than uh, maybe rooted for the Yankees more often than the Mets. I don't know. I can't okay. think of it. Uh, <laughs> but if I could give myself advice to become a better, become a better painter mm. early cool. on than I am now so that I wouldn't have to go back to it. Great. Uh, not, not lose my painting chops. Artistically, I don't know if I, I think it worked out so well because I had my father in front of me. Um, but uh, maybe, I, I, I can't think of it. Maybe learn to hit a curveball better. How about that? Oh. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then what had to end in your life, good or bad, to lead you to where you are today? Ooh, to lead me where I am today. I can't think of any. I couldn't sing and dance. I got laughed at when I was trying to sing. That was oh, it. Wow. So right. I became an artist. Great. Um, and the last question is my favorite because it has to tie into the show. If this was a real dystopia, zombies, aliens, <laughs> meteor coming to hit the earth, what is your epic death? How do you want to go out? How do I want to go out? Yeah, in a, in, a in a dystopia. Yeah, what do you want to be oh, doing? You want to be aliens, zombies? I, I you know. want to be. I want to be a Superman, and I want to grab every asshole in the world and kill him. Nice. <laughs> That's great. That's a first. So that's awesome. That's and they all and they all drive in front of me as I go into work. Oh, love it. <laughs> every single every one of them is in front of me when I drive. Fantastic, man. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. 
And I apologize for being late. Great questions, uh, folks. Have me back again. I love it, and I promise absolutely. I'll be time next time. Yep, we absolutely. are definitely we'll going to. We are definitely gentlemen, be well. To. My wife, yep. my wife is waving, and so is Bella. <laughs> <laughs> you too, man. Peace. Take care. Be so well, guys. Good. Take care. Great. Dystopia tonight.